she has 15 she, seconds because well, I gotta have we're trying more to than keep that. Look, well, you, I'm sorry, Vice President, look, but you've I, had more time than look, she's the, had the, so the far. Slanders against President Donald Trump regarding men and women of our armed forces are absurd. I'm, I'm sorry, Vice My President. My son is Pence. a captain in the United yes. States Marine Corps. My son-in-law is deployed in the United States Navy. I can assure all of you, with sons and daughters serving in our military, President Donald Trump not only respects but reveres all of those who serve in our armed forces. And any suggestion otherwise is ridiculous. But Let thank me you, also Vice say that the American people deserve to know. Vice President Pence, I did not. Excuse me. I did not create the rules for tonight. Joe Biden. You, your campaigns come. agreed to the rules for tonight's I, debate with I, the Commission on President Debates. I'm here to enforce them, which involves moving from one topic to another. <laughs> She's getting pissed. Yeah. She needs to. It took a lot longer than what it took on the presidential debate, though. Yeah, no doubt, dude. No doubt. And that is this has not been quite as "quote unquote" entertaining, but it's been a lot more civil and a lot more. It's been easier to kind of hear what they actually have to say. There's not really been a whole lot of information, but her confirmation would cement the court's conservative majority and make it likely open to more abortion restrictions, even to overturning the landmark Roe v. Wade ruling. Access to abortion would then be up to the states. Vice President Pence, you're the former governor of Indiana. If Roe v. Wade is overturned, what would you want Indiana to do? Would you want your home state to ban all abortions? You have two minutes uninterrupted. Well, thank you for the question, but I'll use a little bit of my time to respond to that very important issue before. The American people deserve to know Qasem Soleimani, the Iranian general, was responsible for the death of hundreds of American service members. When the opportunity came, we saw him headed to Baghdad to kill more Americans. President Trump didn't hesitate, and Qasem Soleimani is gone. But you deserve to know that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris actually criticized the decision to take out Salem, uh, Qasem Soleimani. It's really easy for him to say. But with regard to Joe Biden, it's, it's that, is, that is me pronouncing it's names. Joe Biden actually opposed the raid against Osama bin Laden. It's absolutely essential that we have a commander in chief who will not hesitate to act to protect American lives and to protect American service members. And that's what you have in President Donald Trump. Now, with regard to the Supreme Court of the United States, let me say President Trump and I could not be more enthusiastic about the opportunity to see Judge Amy Coney Barrett become Justice Amy Coney Barrett. Now, she's a brilliant woman and uh, she will bring a lifetime of experience and a sizable American family to the Supreme Court of the United States. And our hope is in the hearing next week, unlike Justice Kavanaugh received with treatment from you and others, we hope she gets a fair hearing. And we particularly hope that we don't see the kind of attacks on her Christian faith that we saw before. I mean, the Democrat chairman of the Judiciary Committee before, when, when Judge Barrett was being confirmed for the Court of Appeals, expressed concern that the dogma of her faith lived loudly in her. Dick Durbin of Illinois said that it was a concern. Uh, Senator, I know one of our judicial nominees, you actually attacked because they were a member of the Catholic Knights of Columbus, just because the Knights of Columbus holds pro-life views and Thank you. Views. Thank you, Vice President Pence. So Your my time hope is, is that when the hearing takes place, that, Thank you, Vice that, President Pence. that Judge Amy Coney Barrett will be respected, Thank treated you, Vice respectfully, President Pence. voted and confirmed Thank to the you. Supreme Court of the United States. Senator Harris, you're the senator from and former attorney I think there's a good chance that she so does get confirmed. Oh, for sure. I, yeah. I don't see any reason why she, why she wouldn't be, honestly. I don't know a whole lot about her, but the things I have looked and seen, I like her. Yeah, it doesn't seem a solid choice. Yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't seem like it's a bad choice to me. Thank you, Susan. First of all, Joe Biden and I are both people of faith. And it's insulting to suggest that we would knock anyone for their faith. And in fact, Joe, if elected, will be only the second uh, practicing Catholic uh, as president of the United States. Um, on the issue of this, of this nomination, Joe and I are, are very clear, as are the majority of the American people. We are 27 days before the decision about who will be the next president of the United States. And, you know, Go. before when this conversation has come up, you know, it's been right. about election year or election time. 
We're literally in an election. Over four million people have voted. People are in the process of voting right now. And so Joe has been very clear as the American people. Over 27 days away, if you are planning to mail in your vote, get it done. Don't wait because they honestly, they need to put a cap on when they're going to allow the votes to be there because yeah, there needs to be a cutoff. Yeah. I mean, a month from now still, like they should be able to do it. It should be no problem. And the vice president, Michael Pence. But let's also look at what else is before the court. It's the Affordable Care Act, like literally in the midst of a public health pandemic, when over 210,000 people have died and 7 million people probably have what will be in the future considered a pre-existing condition because you, you, you contracted the virus. Donald Trump is in court right now trying to get rid of the Affordable Care Act. And I said it before, and it bears repeating, this means that there will be no more protections if they win for people with pre-existing conditions. This means that over 20 million people will lose your coverage. It means that if you're under the age of 26, you can't stay on your parents' coverage anymore. And here's the thing. The contrast couldn't be more clear. They're trying to get rid of the Affordable Care Act. Joe Biden is saying, let's expand coverage. Let's give you a choice of a public option or private coverage. Let's bring down premiums. Let's lower Medicare eligibility to 60. Thank you, Senator. That's true leadership. You know, you mentioned uh, earlier, Vice President Pence, that the president was committed to maintaining protections for people with pre-existing conditions. and but you do have this court case that you are supporting, your administration supporting, that would strike down the Affordable Care Act. The, the president says, President Trump says that he's going to protect people with pre-existing conditions, but he has not explained how he would do that. And that was one of the toughest nuts to crack when they were passing the Affordable Care Act. So tell us specifically, how would your administration protect Americans with pre-existing conditions to have access to affordable insurance if the Affordable Care Act is struck down? Well, uh, thank you, Susan. But let me just say, addressing your very first question, I, I couldn't be more proud to serve as vice president to a president who stands without apology for the sanctity of human life. I'm pro-life. I, I don't apologize for it. And this is another one of those cases where there's such a dramatic contrast. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris support taxpayer funding of abortion all the way up to the moment of birth. Late-term abortion. They want to increase funding to Planned Parenthood of America. Now, for our part, I I would never presume how Judge Amy Coney Barrett would rule on the Supreme Court of the United States, but um, we'll continue to stand strong for the right to life. When you speak about the Supreme Court, though, I think the American people really deserve an answer, Senator Harris. Are you and Joe Biden going to pack the court if Judge Amy Coney Barrett is confirmed? I mean, there have been 29 vacancies on the Supreme Court during presidential election years from George Washington to Barack Obama. Presidents have nominated in all 29 cases. But your party is actually openly advocating adding seats to the Supreme Court, which has had nine seats for 150 years, if you don't get your way. This is a classic case of if you can't win by the rules, you're going to change the rules. Now, you've refused to answer the question. Joe Biden has refused to answer the question. So I think the American people would really like to know if Judge Amy Coney Barrett is confirmed to the Supreme Court of the United States, are you and Joe Biden, if somehow you win this election, going to pack the Supreme Court to get your way? I'm so glad we went through a little history lesson. Let's do that a little more. In 1864. Well, I'd like you to answer the question. Now, Mr. Yes, Vice she, President, I'm please, speaking. Please, I'm speaking. Okay. In 1864, <laughs> one of the, I think, political heroes, certainly of the president, I, I assume if you also, Mr. Vice President, is Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Abraham Lincoln was up for re-election. And it was 27 days before the election. And a seat became open on the United States Supreme Court. Abraham Lincoln's party was in charge not only of the White House, but the Senate. But Honest Abe said, it's not the right thing to do. The American people deserve to make the decision. Talking about about one instance when they've done it 26 or 27 other times in an election year. So it's not on the highest court of our land. It's not uncommon. So Joe and I are very clear. 
The American people are voting right now, and it should be their decision about who will serve on this most important body for a lifetime. Thank you. Well, if that's the case, then they need to turn it to where it's a public election. They're going to pack the Supreme Court if you don't get your way in this nomination. Let's talk about packing. You once again gave a non-answer. Joe Biden gave a (laughs) non-answer. I'm trying to answer you now. The American people deserve a straight (laughs) answer. And, And if you haven't figured it out yet, the straight answer is they are going to pack the Supreme Court if they somehow win this election. Men and women, I've got to tell you, people across this country, if you cherish our Supreme Court, if you cherish the separation of powers, you need to reject the Biden-Harris ticket. Come November the 3rd, re-elect President Donald Trump, and we'll stand by that separation of powers in a nine-seat Supreme Court. Yeah, let's talk about packing the court then. Let's talk about the fact. Yeah, I'm I'm about to. (laughs) So (laughs) the Trump-Pence administration has been, because I sit on the Senate Judiciary Committee, Susan, as you mentioned, and I've witnessed the appointments for lifetime appointments to the federal courts, district courts, courts of appeal. People who are purely ideological, people who have been reviewed by, by legal professional organizations and found to have been not competent are substandard. And do you know that of the 50 people who President Trump appointed to the Court of Appeals for Lifetime Appointments, not one is black. This is what they've been doing. You want to talk about packing a court? Let's have that discussion. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Senator. Let's go on and talk about the issue of racial justice. I, I just want the record to reflect she never answered the question. So I think the American people, maybe you. in the next debate, Joe Biden will answer the question. But I think thank the American you. people know the answer. Thank you, Vice President. In March, Breonna Taylor, a 26-year-old emergency room technician in Louisville, was shot and killed after police officers executing a search warrant in a narcotics investigation broke into her apartment. The police said they identified themselves. Taylor's boyfriend said he didn't hear them do that. He used a gun registered to him to fire a shot, which wounded an officer. The officers then fired more than 20 rounds into the apartment. They say they were acting in self-defense. None of them have been indicted in connection with her death. Senator Harris, in the case of Breonna Taylor, was justice done? You have two minutes. I don't believe so. And I've I've talked with Breonna's mother, Tamika Palmer, and her family. And her family deserves justice. She was a beautiful young woman. She had as her life goal to become a nurse, and she wanted to become an EMT to first learn what's going on out on the street so she could then become a nurse and save lives. And her life was taken unjustifiably and tragically and violently. And it just, it it brings me to, you know, the eight minutes and 46 seconds that America witnessed, during which an American man was tortured and killed under the knee of an armed, uniformed police officer. And people around our country, of every race, of every age, of every gender, perfect strangers to each other, marched shoulder to shoulder, arm in arm, fighting for us to finally achieve that ideal of equal justice under law. And I was a part of those peaceful protests. And I believe strongly that, first of all, we are never going to condone violence, but we always must fight for the values that we hold dear, including the fight to achieve our ideals. And that's why Joe Biden and I have said on this subject, look, and I'm a a former career prosecutor. I know what I'm talking about. Bad (laughs) cops are bad for good cops. We need reform of our policing in America and our criminal justice system, which is why Joe and I will immediately ban chokeholds and carotid holes. George Floyd would be alive today if we did that. Mm. We will require a national registry for police officers who break the law. About that we will, on the issue of criminal justice reform, Many times the lethal dose of fentanyl kind of may have helped things bail. along a little and bit. Yeah. He obviously 
They should still not have pinned him down the way that they did. Let's be very clear. We do not condone that. We don't think that should have been the case. But we also understand that that was not the only contributing factor. He had other contributing factors as to what actually caused him to die. COVID. You have two minutes uninterrupted. He was COVID positive. I know. Well, our heart breaks. Let's see what Pence has to say. Yeah. We talked about it also in Constitution Part 1 episode. If you guys are interested, you can take a look at that if you have not heard it. A grand jury that refused the evidence. And it really is remarkable that as a former prosecutor, you would assume that an impaneled grand jury looking at all the evidence got it wrong. But uh, you're entitled to your opinion, Senator. I think... And with regard to George Floyd, there, there's no excuse for what happened to George Floyd. And justice will be served. But there's also no excuse for the rioting and looting that followed. Greed. I mean, it, it really is astonishing. Flora Westbrook is with us here tonight in Salt Lake City. Just a few weeks ago, I stood at what used to be uh, her salon. was burned to the ground by rioters and looters. And, and Flora is still trying to put her life back together. And I must tell you, this, this, this presumption that you hear consistently uh, from Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, that, uh, that America is systemically racist, mm. and that as Joe Biden said, that he believes that law enforcement has an implicit bias against minorities, uh, is, is a great insult. To the men and women who serve in There's law enforcement. There's a fly enforcement. on Pence's head right now. <laughs> Just landed. Every day. <laughs> President Trump and I stand with you. And it's and hanging it's on. Mm -hmm. that, that when Senator Tim Scott tried to pass a police reform bill. There'll be memes about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Flies are attracted to shit. <laughs> and then you filibustered Senator a Tim Scott's bill on the Senate floor that would have provided new accountability, new repeat resources. And now they're wanting to get rid of the filibuster. Between supporting law enforcement, proving public safety, and supporting our African-American neighbors you, and President. all of our minorities. Under President Trump's leadership, you, we will President always Pence. stand with law enforcement and we'll do what we've done from day Pence, one. And thank you. Your time is the up. lives of African-Americans. Thank you, Vice Record President unemployment. Pence. Record Vice investments President in Pence, education and will fight for school choice for all of our members. Thank you, Vice I'd like to respond. Senator Harris. I will not sit here and be lectured by the Vice President on what it means to enforce the laws of our country. I am the only one on this stage who has personally prosecuted everything from child sexual assault to homicide. I'm the only one on this stage who has prosecuted the big banks for taking advantage of America's homeowners. I'm the only one on this stage prosecuted for profit colleges for taking advantage of our veterans. You also prosecuted and the millions for petty possession charges and extended their days. stay in jail. Week, well, maybe not millions, States but well, a lot of a lot of people. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. And refused to condemn white That fly is still riding Pence's hair. <laughs> it's still on it his head. It wasn't like he didn't have a chance. He didn't do it, and then he doubled down. And then he said, when pressed, stand back, stand by. He said stand back or stand by because the, the question that was Donald presented Trump's. to him was, will he, you he tell was, them to stand by or stand back or whichever one he said. So he, he literally repeated back pretty much the question. And he has other times denounced racism or white supremacy, KKK, all that stuff. So... The need for racial justice. Well, the, a young this woman was whole narrative is getting pretty old, honestly. And we're not even Trump supporters. It's just a oh hell no. That's that's just something that is now you know stuff on both sides that are just very contradicting and it's very annoying. Find people on both sides. This is who we have as the president of the United States and America. You deserve better. Joe Biden will be a president who brings our country together Senator Harris, and, and, and recognizes the beauty in our diversity and the fact Senator that we all Harris, have so you. much. Didn't when you wanted to go to school. <laughs> Vice President Pence, let me give you a minute to respond. Thank you, Susan. I appreciate that very much. You know, I think this is one of the things that uh, makes people dislike the media so much in this country, Susan. 
is that you selectively edit, just like Senator Harris did, comments that President Trump and I and others on our side of the aisle make. The fly has gone. <laughs> Senator Harris conveniently omitted after the, after I watched the 2020. comments about people on either side of the debate over monuments. He condemned the KKK, neo-Nazis, and white supremacists and has done so repeatedly. You're concerned that he doesn't condemn neo-Nazis. President Trump has Jewish grandchildren. His daughter and son-in-law are Jewish. This is a president who, who respects and cherishes all of the American people. But you talk about having personally prosecuted. I'm glad you brought up your record, Senator. Thank you. But that's, I, I really need to make this point. When you were, when you were DA in we San go. Francisco, when you left office, African-Americans were 19 times more likely to be prosecuted for minor drug offenses than whites and Hispanics. When you were attorney general you. of California, Thank you, you increased the, the disproportionate incarceration of Thank blacks you. in California. Yep. You did nothing on criminal yep. justice reform in California. That is you didn't lift a finger factual. The first step back on Capitol Hill. She's smiling you about it again, shaking her head, acting like it's not true. It is statistically that is true. There's that's factual. It's sad is what it is. Yeah, it's horrible. Opportunities for African Americans, all of our. Thank you, sir. And we'll do it for four. Thank you. You know there is no more important issue than the final issue that we're going to talk about tonight, and that is the issue of the election but, but itself. He attacked my record. I would like an opportunity okay. to respond. Let me give you no, 30 he, seconds because he stated a fact, but out of time. yeah. I that. First of all, having served as the Attorney General of the State of California, the work that I did is a model of what our nation needs to do, and we will be able to do under a Joe Biden presidency. Our our agenda includes what this administration has failed to do. It will be about not only instituting a ban on chokeholds and carotid holes. Thank you. Not only, Thank you, Senator. I Harris. would like to go Whoa, through the points that you made earlier. I don't know. In the hour, and I want to talk about the election itself before we have to. But I want to talk like about a sneeze, maybe. the connection between what Joe and I will do and my record, which includes I was the first statewide officer to institute a requirement that my agents would wear body cameras and keep them on full time. We were the first to initiate a, a requirement that there would be a training for law enforcement. I think someone's sneezing in the back. Yes, Joe Biden and I recognize that implicit bias does exist, Mr. Vice President, contrary to what you may believe. We did the work of instituting reforms that were about investing in reentry. This is the work that we have done and the work we will do going forward. And again, I will not be lectured by the Vice President on our record of what we have done in terms of law enforcement and keeping our I think his eye has grown up. commitment to reforming the criminal justice system of America. Thank you, Senator Harris. And I'd yeah, like it seems like it's clearing up a little bit, that right one. But like the left one seems more red now. Question on our final topic. The you know, maybe it's because he took the vaccine President and the vaccines can turn everybody to zombies and he's just already turning into zombies. transfer of power after the election. Explains the fly. And President Trump refuses to accept... A peaceful transfer. Oh, yeah. That's somebody what sneezing in the background. Vice President Biden then take? What and Pence looks like he's getting ready to laugh about it. So I'll tell you, um, Joe and I are, I think, particularly um, proud of the coalition that we've built around our campaign. We probably have one of the broadest coalitions of folks that you've ever seen in a presidential race. Of course, we have the support of Democrats. How many times is this person going to sneeze? And Republicans. In fact, um, seven members of uh, President George W. Bush's cabinet are supporting our ticket. Uh, we have the support of, of Colin Powell, Cindy McCain, John Kasich, um, over 500 uh, generals, retired generals and, and former national security experts and advisors are supporting our campaign. And I believe they are doing that because they know that Joe Biden has a deep, deep-seated commitment. Wow, I think somebody's doing it on yeah, purpose. Get out of there like, at this point. Come on. ...of our democracy and to bring integrity back to the White House. And so we believe in the American people. Anna said we they let in somebody in with the Rona. <laughs> and here's what I'd like to say to everybody. Vote. Please vote. Vote early. Come up with a plan to vote. Go to IWillVote.com. You can also go to, to JoeBiden.com. We have it within our power in these next 27 days to make the decision about what will be 
the course of our country for the next four years. And it is within our power. And if we use our vote and we use our voice, we will win. And we will not let anyone subvert our democracy with what Donald Trump has been doing, as he did on the debate stage last week, when again in front of 70 million people, he openly attempted to suppress the vote. Joe Biden, on the other hand, on that same debate stage, because clearly Donald Trump doesn't think he can run on a record because it's a failed record. Joe Biden on that stage said, hey, just please vote. So I'll repeat what Joe said. Please vote. Thank you, Senator. Vice President Pence, President Trump has several times refused to commit himself to a peaceful transfer of power after the election. If Vice President Biden is declared the winner and President Trump refuses to accept a peaceful transfer of power, what would be your role and responsibility as vice president? What would you personally do? You have two minutes. Well, Susan, first and foremost, I think we're going to win this election. Because while uh, Joe mm. Biden and Kamala Harris rattle off a long litany of I hope they don't. the establishment yeah. in Washington, D.C., an establishment that Joe Biden's been a part of for 47 years. Joe Jorgensen, 2020. Donald Trump has, has launched a movement of everyday Americans from every walk of life. And... Uh, I have every confidence that those, those same Americans that delivered that historic victory in 2016, they see this president's record where we rebuild our military. We revived our economy through tax cuts and rolling back regulation, fighting for fair trade, unleashing American energy. We appointed conservatives to our federal courts at every level. And, and we stood with the men and women of law enforcement every single day. And I think, I think that movement of Americans has only grown stronger in the last four years. But when you talk about accepting the outcome of the election, um, I, I must tell you, uh, Senator, your party has spent the last three and a half years trying to overturn the results of the last election. It's amazing. When Joe Biden was vice president of the United States, the FBI actually spied on President Trump and my campaign. I mean, there were documents released this week that the CIA actually made a referral uh, to the FBI documenting that those allegations were coming from the Hillary Clinton campaign. And, of course, we've all seen the avalanche, the, what, what you put the country through for, for the better part of, of three years until it was found that there was no obstruction, no collusion, case closed. And then, Senator Harris, you and your colleagues in the, in the Congress tried to impeach the president of the United States over a phone call. And now Hillary Clinton has actually said to Joe Biden that under, in her words, under no circumstances should he concede the election. So let me just say, I think we're going to win this election. President Trump and I are fighting every day in courthouses to prevent Joe Biden and Kamala Harris from changing the rules and creating this universal mail-in voting that will create a massive opportunity for voter fraud. And we have a free and fair election. Uh, we know we're going to have confidence in it. And I believe in all my heart. If you can go to the fast, get fast food, and you can go to the store, you can do anything else. You can go in person and vote. And you should. But for the final question of the debate, here we go. I'd like to last question. Read a question that someone else wrote. The Utah Debate Commission asked students in the state to write essays about what they would like to ask you. And I want to close tonight's debate with the question posed by Brecklin Brown. She's an eighth grader at Springville Junior High in Springville, Utah. And here's what she wrote, quote, When I watch the news, all I see is arguing between Democrats and Republicans. When I watch the news, all I see is citizen fighting against citizen. When I watch the news, all I see are two candidates from opposing parties trying to tear each other down. If our leaders can't get along, how are the citizens supposed to get along? And then she added, your examples could make all the difference to bring us together. That girl's a libertarian so and doesn't even know it. Like She's a smart girl. And respond. Let's see what they say. Vice President Pence, you have one minute. Brooklyn, it's a wonderful question. And um, let me just commend you for taking an interest in, in public life. I, I started uh, following the news when I was very young. And in America... We believe in a free and open exchange of debate. Uh, and we celebrate that. And it's how we've created literally the freest and most prosperous nation in the history of the world. But I, 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 I would tell you that um, don't assume that what you're seeing on your local news networks 
is synonymous with the American people. I would agree with that. The relationship between Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Turn off the news and talk to your neighbors. The world's a lot nicer than you think. Supreme Court and the late Justice Antonin Scalia. They were on polar opposites on the Supreme Court of the United States. One very liberal, one very conservative. But what's been learned since her passing was the two of them and their families were the very closest of friends. I mean, here in America, we can disagree. We can debate vigorously, as Senator Harris and I have on this stage tonight. But when the debate is over, we come together as Americans. That's what that's mature what adults do. In big do. small towns all across this country. So I just want to encourage you, Brecklin. I, I want to tell you that um, we're, we're going to work every day to have government as good as our people. And the American people each and every day love a good debate. We love a good argument. But we always come together and are always there for one another. Thank you. In times President. of need. And we've especially learned that Thank through you, the Vice difficulties President. of this year. Senator Harris, what would you say to Brecklin? Um, first of all, I, I'm, I love hearing from our young leaders. And when I hear her words, when I hear your words, Brecklin, um, I know our future is bright because it is that perspective on who we are and who we should be um, that is a sign of leadership and is something we should all aspire to be. Um, and that, you know, that brings me to Joe. Joe Biden always brings her to Joe, Joe decided to run for president is after Charlottesville, which we talked about earlier. Um, it so troubled him and upset him like it did all of us, that there was that kind of hate and division. Um, what propelled Joe to run for president was to see that over the course of the last four years, what Brecklin described has been happening. Joe has a long-standing reputation of working across the aisle and working in a bipartisan way. Uh, and that's what he's going to do as president. Joe Biden has a history of lifting people up and fighting for their dignity. And sniffing I mean, them. You have to know Joe's story to know that Joe has known pain, he has known suffering, and he has known love. And so, Brooklyn, when you think about the future, I do believe the future is bright. And it will be because of your leadership, and it will be because we fight for each person's voice through their vote, and we get engaged in this election because you have the ability through your work and through eventually your vote Thank you, to Senator determine Harris. the future of our country and what its leadership looks like. Thank you, Senator Harris. Thank you, Vice President Pence. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. We want to thank also the University of Utah for its hospitality. And most of all, our thanks to all the Americans who watched this debate tonight. Again, our best wishes for a quick recovery to President Trump, the First Lady, and everyone who is battling COVID-19. The second presidential debate is next week on October 15th, a town hall-style debate in Miami. Ooh, that'll be great. Town hall? Good evening. Yeah. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap up the, the vice presidential debate here. Our coverage of it has concluded. And... Uh, what do you think, man? We'll we'll take a couple minutes here and just kind of go back and forth what we thought, how that how that went. Uh, it it was definitely a lot more civilized. Um, they were definitely more articulate and kind of what they were saying. But at the end of the day, they still kind of tiptoed around a lot of the questions. They didn't really give a lot of solid answers. Yeah, they did. And that's the very that's the most frustrating thing about these. They uh, they never answer directly and no no real politicians do that they always tiptoe they want to basically tell you what you want to hear um but don't support or give any evidence of how they're going to do certain things and i felt like that was the same way tonight i i would agree with that to an extent i mean clearly you know pence and harris are polar opposites on the political spectrum um and we now see from uh, Unbiased America did some research on most conservative to liberal senators, and Kamala Harris was actually ranked the most liberal past, furthermore than Bernie Sanders. Yeah, which is which is crazy. So yeah. um, they're trying, and I say them as in Joe Biden's campaign is trying to push her off as more of a moderate, but um, she's anything but. 
Um, and let's not pretend that Pence is a moderate either. He is very, very far right conservative. So they're polar opposites. And yeah, a lot of a lot of things they were real generic about how they were going to, uh, you know, right implement certain ideas and plans that they wanted to put in a place for the country. You know, we're still kicking the Obamacare can down the road, you know, trying to figure out how that's going to play out. Yeah. Um, which granted most of the mandates are gone and the tax is gone. And so for all intents and purposes, it's a dead idea. Except for the fact we're still paying for it literally with our premiums. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's the damage is done and it's continuing. Right. So. Until it's completely repealed and replaced with something else. Exactly. It's, it's going to be lingering. Um, but the, the biggest thing is there was obviously contradicting information on both sides, both denying clearly things that have been said or done. Um, and it, it's very frustrating. Like there's literally it's 2020 guys. Pretty much everything you said is documented. It's recorded. You can find it. It's easy to find. Yeah. And you're going to sit there and say, oh, I didn't say that. We're, we're looking at a feed right now of different things that was said in the past. In the past, like fracking. Uh, will you commit to implementing federal ban on fracking? First day in office. And she said, no questions. I'm in favor of banning fracking. This is Harris saying that. Exactly. And she multiple times tonight said, no, we we aren't going to do that. Oh, yeah. She, she said Joe is not in favor. Well, that's true. She did say Joe. She's she covering didn't say her, her ass. That's true. That I didn't. She's she's good point. She's really. Uh, and then that's so, a very political way of doing it. Though. Yeah. Yeah. You got to. You got yeah. to. Um, it's always passing the buck, man. It's somebody else's fault. You can't take responsibility for your own actions. I hate that trait in people. It's frustrating. Like if you mess up, take ownership, learn from it, move on. Well, it's not even that. It's like that was her idea. She yeah. was the co-sponsor of the Green, the Green New Deal yeah, and bill she, in the Senate. Exactly. Like, and they were sitting there talking about, oh, no, we're you know, no, no we're not as radical as we yeah. want, you know. Yeah, we don't want to ban fossil fuels and this and that. But like, we're gonna be carbon neutral by twenty thirty five. So yeah. That would be banning fossil fuels. Not necessarily. You could be carbon neutral. Well Microsoft that's and true. Amazon. That's it's a couple of the big franchises, big businesses are are um and Apple is another big one. Fair enough. Um being uh made a commitment. But that's the thing. You can have private companies that make these commitments. It doesn't have to be yeah. mandated from the government. And that just goes to show that free market will provide. Yeah. And when a trend takes off, everybody's going to start doing it because that's what people want to see. Exactly. And that brings in good business, you know? Well, and it's, it's, it kind of, it's the same kind of instance when you look at pretty much anything. You look at um, pay rates. Uh, you look at, yeah. you know, almost anything. $15 minimum wage. Exactly. Stuff. And if a company, especially a large company, implements something like that, most companies are going to fall in line and do the same thing because they're going to be competition. Exactly. You don't have to have the government to come in and mandate things like that. Yeah. And you don't want the government because if they came in and mandated a $25 like you know, doing minimum. Like Geneva? Yeah. If they came in and, and mandated that. Who out there who's listening makes $20 an hour and had worked somewhere for, you know, six, years, seven years yeah. to get to that point? All that time, poof, gone. Because you're not devalued. Gonna, yeah, you're and not going to get an equivalent raise. Right. And the guy that just got hired is now making more, the exact same yeah. amount as you that just walked in so the door. All that does is raise the cost of living. It devalues it, your worth. It devalues your worth. It puts you in a new tax bracket. So realistically, you're not making any more money. And now everything's more expensive. Yeah, it just creates inflation. Yeah, that's all it does. And people don't understand that, which is, it's basic economics. And the fact that people don't understand that to me, is just, it's dumbfounding. Yeah, it's mind-boggling. It, it's, it's like, how... How do you not get that correlation? Well, they're not taught about economics. I mean, public schools don't actually teach economics. You'd have to go to a college course, you know? Well, and yeah, and what's crazy too now is there's some of these radical ideas are get rid of charter schools, get rid of privatized schools and make it all public. 
and have it all run by the government because they don't think it should be for profit. But the thing is, is we need to get regulations. If, we need yeah. to get less regulations well, in schools. So more private schools. If you're dumb be, enough to go to college, knowing that it's going to cost you $50,000 for a degree that you'll never make a dime on, that's your own fault. Or at least it takes your entire life to pay back your loan. Exactly. Sorry. That's your fault. And they do need to do a better job in schools teaching that you need to go into something that's marketable to where you can actually make money and actually pay back. I was watching, a, I think it was a John Stossel video, and they were talking about this um, program that some of these colleges are doing, which are actually really cool. So basically, to pay for your college, they lean you into certain degrees and stuff that uh, you'll actually make money. And you pay back a certain percentage off each paycheck, and they will help place you into that career field. Nice. So you could end up paying 10% of your check, each check, for X amount of years. So regardless, if you make you know $100,000 a year or you're making $10,000 a year, you're paying 10%. So the college is taking a gamble. They're taking a gamble on you, making sure, and they're going to help try to get you into it because they're going to try to. Well, they have an incentive exactly to make sure that you succeed. And the people that have already done it are in this program. One of them, uh, the gentleman was talking about, he made he made really good money. He was like, you know, two hundred fifty three thousand three hundred thousand dollars a year. Nice. And he was like, "Are you upset that they're taking ten percent? They're making so much more." He said, "No, no way in hell, because they took the risk on me and they helped me. I'm doing so well." Why would I not? Why would I feel upset or feel a certain way about them making more? Because they took the time and they invested into me. Mm-hmm. And I think that needs to be implemented all over the place. Because that sweet. was, I mean, to me, that's a, that's an awesome idea. And it's not forced by the government. It was not forced by the government. That was something that that college decided to do. And they took the time to educate their students and say, hey, We'll pay for it if you go through these certain career fields. It was like technology, science, um, other kind Probably of Probably STEM, everything yeah, STEM. Exactly, everything STEM. And um, and they were saying if you go through this and you go through this course, then we're going to set up this agreement. It doesn't matter how much it's gonna cost, uh, we're gonna pay for it all. You just have to agree to pay us X amount per, per check. And Is that for life or until no, your it's loans a, it's paid a, off? It's just it's not sense. even it's not even until the loans paid off. Just a so set determined it's like, amount of time. It's like five years. It's like 10% of your check for five years. So at the end of the time, if you're working at Starbucks for that whole five years and you're only paying them, you're only 10 paying them 10% no matter what. Nice. So that gets but, out of these big government Fannie Mae, exactly. Fannie, Freddie Mac loans exactly. where, where you've, I mean, and I can speak to that. So, all right, I'm, I'm about to be 33. So when I got out of high school, I went into a private school. I'm sure everybody's heard of it. ITT Technical Institute. And not six years after I graduated, the school was literally forced to close by the Obama administration because it was a for-profit college. Of course, I knew this going in. It's a private school. The only way for it to sustain its viability is to make a profit. Right. That I was fine with that. Right. But what I was unaware of is actually what the cost was going to be. And they basically just kind of rushed me through. The recruiter was like, Hey, you know, here, just sign, sign your name here. You know, you don't need a co-signer, yada, yada, yada. And um, we'll get you all set up. And, and of course an 18 year old kid, I don't Sounds know. Great. Let's I, do it. I, I want to get into school. I want to get this done so right. I can get, you know, get a job. And um, ultimately came to find out when I was done with school, I I racked up $44,000 worth of debt. Wow. Okay. For a two-year program. That's crazy. At a private school. Okay. So to take one step further, it took me four years to even get into the industry to even actually make more than $13 an hour. All the while, I had almost a $550 a month student loan payment. And I, there was nothing I could do. Yeah, you can't default on that. And um, which, of course, I mean, I wouldn't have tried to do that anyway. But I figured out a way to make it work. And at the end of the day, I've paid that loan back. Right. I paid it back. I was let's see, it was a thirty-year loan, so it was like buying a, a mortgage, basically. Um, but here's the thing: is I paid on that loan for eight years. It was like twelve small loans all lumped together through Sally Mae. I paid over 
12% in interest a year over the life of the loan that I made the minimum payment. Yeah. Guess how much they made off of me in eight years. Oh, um, uh, a lot. I sat, (laughs) I sat down and did the math and it literally made me sick to my stomach. I could have paid off my loan three times over had there not been the interest that there was. And that was a, was it a federal student loan debt? Yeah. Uh, yeah, You can only get loans through the federal, through the federal government for private schools, which is crazy, which is a racket because they set the rates Yeah, and there's nothing you can do. There's no competition. So I couldn't have gone anywhere to get a better rate to get a better deal. That is so stupid. Yeah. Luckily, I bought my house um, when I was young. I was 24, 25. I can't remember which. Um, after I got my first IT job, my first real IT job. And I even then, I only started out making, I think it was $17 an hour. Wow. This is back in 2011, right at the mm-hmm. end of 2011. So I'm still not making a lot of money, you know, with comparatively to other people in the industry. Yeah, and then sure. especially considering how much I have to pay back on top of that. So I was able to save up my uh, uh, 3% down, do my FHA loan to get my house. And luckily, within uh, six years, I was able to refinance my house because I had enough yeah, equity in it awesome. to then cash out and pay off my student loans to get rid of and, all and that. And that saved you Oh God, knows tons of yeah. money. Because not only that, I had a graduated repayment program. So while I was working... Guess how high my payment went up to oh, before I paid it off? You uh, seven fifty eight hundred six seventy two. Okay, so I was higher. I'm surprised that it was actually that low. My mortgage <laughs> with PMI and insurance and the whole nine yards, taxes, everything. My escrow was six oh four when I bought the house. So you were paying. I was more paying more. Loan. Oh my on my federal student loans than I was for a house that I yeah. owned. Well, and see, when- and that's a huge problem. And and I can't be the only one that's been in that no. position. And had I known what I know now, I would have went to a trade school, went and got a certificate. The hell with the degree. It's just a piece of paper. Paper is paper is paper. Right. It doesn't matter where you get it. All that matters is, did you learn the skills and can you do the work? Right. If the answer to those two questions are yes, you're going to make money and you will be successful if you're hungry enough and you go after it. And I say hungry, not as in actually being hungry, but hungry <laughs> to go do the work. You have to have the drive. Put in the effort. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so in, in my line of work, collision repair, I have friends uh, that went to like Nashville Auto Diesel College and uh, Lincoln Tech and all that stuff. And they ended up, uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's like 30000 for that degree. Oh, yeah, yeah. My uh, brother went into NADA, yeah. but he never finished it. And so I applied um, for an apprenticeship at Bradshaw Collision Repair and uh, went in for my interview. And he was like, I don't have... Or he, the first thing he asked me, he was like, have you ever thought about going to NADA or anything? And I said, yes, I'm actually getting ready to apply. He said, don't do it. It's going to waste your time, waste your money. I'll teach you everything you need to learn, and I'm going to pay you for it. And so what I did, he was like, you know, I, I don't have an apprenticeship open right now, but... I have a detail spot open. If you come in, you bust your ass. And this is like verbatim. I remember this conversation like clear as day. He said, you come in, you bust your ass and you show me you want it. I will teach you everything you need to learn. I will pay you for it and you won't have to go into debt. So what did I do? I went in, I busted my ass. I took a pay cut to go and do this. Mm -hmm. I remember when you did that. That was a huge decision. Yeah. To improve my life and the life of my, my future family. And you know, between me and my wife. Yeah. I remember you saying you you hope you didn't make a mistake. Yeah. I I remember you saying that. I know. It was crazy. And I told you, I was like, dude, you just made the best decision. Uh, You don't even know it. I know. So then I went in and within six months, uh, I proved my work ethic and how hard and, and how much I wanted it. I bought, tools and had them in a little this little shitty craftsman like <laughs> toolbox in the side and whenever i had free time cleaning cars i jumped over there and i was helping to tear cars down helping the body man hey can i do this hey you know can you show me something and he walked up to me one day and was just like you've earned it he was like come with me you're you're not you're not detailing anymore and i started tearing cars down that day and 
didn't turn back. I started, I started tearing cars down. I did that for a year and a half. Um, worked into starting to learn how to do little bumper repairs and then worked from there. And now I'm a full fledged tech. Um, I've had no formal schooling. I've done iCar classes, which is a certification process. Um, but literally started washing cars. Yeah. And, and one of the biggest things, what was, um, Philip Bradshaw, man, he a lot of people didn't like him. He was kind of a hard ass, but for me, like I'll I, I'll never be more thankful to anybody but him because he told me he was like, you can't learn how to fix a car until you know how to wash a car. And his whole mindset was, so you have to start small and learn the most basics of basics and work your way up. And it was better to do that than to go to school because in a lot of fields, even still to this day, being trained on site is better than even going to schooling agreed because they will be able to train you the way that you're supposed to be trained and for the job. Exactly. So don't think that you have to go to school and get a useless degree when there are options out there, guys, like I'm living proof of that. I've, I, I'm not going to go into details on how much I make. I make a good living. I, you know, me and my wife, we're, you know, we still, we've had some hardships here lately. Just, I mean, everybody has because yep. work falls off. I'm a hundred percent commission based. So if we don't have work, I don't get paid. Right. So with not a, as many cars on the road and stuff like that, not as many accidents, you know, but we made out there it work. and have fender benders, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. If you do bring it to us, um, <laughs> if you want to know where I work, you can message me. I'm not going to put it on air, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, just to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we have, these are good things. Yeah, exactly. So, but all of that to say, you don't have to go to college. You don't have to do a useless degree. Make sure you go into a smart. There's programs out there, like I mentioned with that one college. And it, it, depending on what you want to do, man, you don't have to do. I have a, I have a helper right now. I'm training him. He didn't go to school. There's stuff out there. Yep. So you don't have to go into these debts. You don't need the government. This all goes back to the, you don't need the government. Well, and, and being an, <laughs> and, and forcing yourself into school for something that you don't necessarily know that you're going to do, which right. most people don't even come out of school doing what they Dude. went to school for. You're an indentured servant yeah. to a bank. Exactly. That's all you are. You're just working to make that minimum payment for 30 years, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. So really think about that. Yeah. When you walk into a school and you're touring and they're making it sound great and this and that, and look at the hard facts, look at the numbers. At the end of the day, think about it. If I go to school to be a teacher and it's going to cost me $150,000 to go to school to be a teacher. And you're going to make how, 50, how many years does it going to take to pay that loan back with interest? Exactly. If it takes you more than five years, you're probably doing something wrong. Well, and so... I actually the whole the whole way this whole thing started. I actually originally applied to go to NTSU while I was in high school. I got denied. Denied. I got denied from MTSU, and I didn't have like a horrible GPA. Right. Um. But there was other. You know. Why do you think I went to a private school? Uh, yeah. They'll they'll let any poor sap come in there. <laughs> so that actually set me on my whole path. Me personally realizing I didn't have to go to college. No, they don't want I me. Got, Screw them. Yeah. I got lucky, you know, and, uh, I just, Luck I had, had an interest to do to, well, it, I had an interest. So I had, I was lucky enough to have another interest where I didn't have to go to school. Yeah. But everybody's but got that option a, if they choose to have that interest. Exactly. But you also have to have the drive to make it right. You had, because if Don't you go into something, exactly, you go into something and you expect that you're just going to be handed something, you're going to be in for a rude awakening because <laughs> yeah. it's not going to happen. Yep. You, you have to, you have to have the drive. You have to have the, the commitment, the work ethic, um, all of that stuff. And that's it all, again, it all relays into, you don't need a handout. You don't need the government to hand you stuff. You need to have that drive to be able to push and stand out from the, from the crowd and the competition. Yep. You got to make yourself marketable. Exactly. What, exactly. What skills do you have that that you can bring to the table that's going to make society a better place? And at the end of the day, depending on what it is, all you have to do is have that want for knowledge and and learning and stuff like that. That could be as simple as it has to be to start. Well, and a lot of people make the mistake and think, "Oh, I've got to go work for a big 
box corporation, right. you know, a exactly. cookie cutter corporation. You know, if you've got skills and I don't care if it's just as simple as you're a great janitor, go start a janitorial business, man. I got the the guys I know that do that at where I work at our lab. Those guys make bukus of money. Yeah. And they only work a few hours a night. Well, and that's like, um, like dude's got waste a management, sanitation, BMW. Yeah. I'm, I'm super jealous. I'm like, how are you doing it gets, that? Dude, you can make some serious money in waste management and sanitation for sure. And, but people are, they, they don't want to do it. They overlook it. Yeah. But these guys, they look raggedy as hell, they, but they get in a nice car and they go to a nice house. Oh yeah, they do. And they don't have student loan debt. No, and they got no debt. Yeah, this guy's car's paid off. He's been modifying it, and and uh, it's right. it's so cool, man. It's really cool to see people's su- success. And he's a person of color on top of that. Not oh, that, really? Not that it matters. No, it doesn't. But it but just goes to show that hard, it can be anybody. Hard work and dedication. Yeah. It can literally be anybody. Yeah. It can be you. It could be the guy next sitting next to you. Yeah, it can be anybody. Yeah, it's 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 we all have amazing. the opportunity here. Yep. And that's the, that's the thing that sets this country apart from anywhere else in the world. Most, you know, you don't have that same kind of opportunity. You can't start a business, right? You can't, you can't start off as somebody. I I mean, there's literally been uh, articles and, and videos and everything else where people have been homeless at one point and turned around and they become a business owner. You can't do that anywhere else. Like that is incredible. And to, you know, just, Again, we don't need government handouts. That's why we advocate for libertarian. Um, that's that's a big thing. The least government intervention means you have more freedoms and you actually have more opportunities to advance and grow and do other things. And, and you keep more of your money that you make. Exactly. So you can do whatever you want to with it, whether exactly. that means buy stuff, if that's your thing, or reinvest it in yourself or your business or right. your future, your family, your children. Whatever your prerogative is, you're free to do all those things. Yep. It's and pretty awesome. The Libertarian Party just wants to make you more free so you can do more of those it things. It's the party of freedom. So, again, the debate or, you know, the base wrapped up. Uh, there's another one next Thursday, October 15th. That's we'll right. Be, it's a town hall. We'll be doing town debate. hall. We'll be doing that one as well. Um, the last one, the 24th, 22nd, 22nd. Okay. Um, we will not be able to do that one. Unfortunately, I'll I'll be out of town Uh, in Texas. Yeah. Ian will be out of town. I believe Sean still has to work. Um, and a one man show is probably not going to cut. Exactly. (laughs) What are you going to do? Talk to yourself. I mean, I could provide commentary, I guess, but at the end of the day, it's more interesting when you have a dynamic. <laughs> exactly. I mean, if you want to do it, bro, go for it. Eh, we'll see. It would not be the nice setup that we have going on right now, though. It would probably just be me holding the phone up to myself and be, hey, guys, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be there if you do it, man. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so that'll be fun. Uh, we we did record this and we're going to put it up as a podcast. So it'll be available everywhere um, because we are available everywhere. That's right. Um, we are working on getting some merch going. So that'll be fun. Um, we do still have our giveaway going. Please enter um, for some, some additional swag. Um, yeah. Follow our page. Um, follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, whatever. Whatever platform you like, give us a like, give us give us a follow, give us a share. Yeah. And you'll be entered in uh, to to win some cool stuff. Yeah, and also we have finally been able to enable top fans. We have our first top fan. Shout out to Felicia Goad. Hey. Uh we figured we'd do that. That's kind of cool. We got our first official top fan. I love it. I'm waiting for my wife to become a top fan. I told her that that was that was my goal for her to be a top fan of ours. <laughs> you might be waiting a while. I'm just I, saying. Right, I know. It's kind of rude, but just that's saying. fine. Just saying. That's fine. I still love you, babe. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, with on with that note, uh, we're going to wrap it up. We've been going for two hours and 10 minutes. Uh, we had uh, 10 minutes of interesting conversation before the debate, and then we had an hour and a half debate and about 35 minutes worth of us yapping after the end of the debate, so post-debate. So yeah, kind of crazy. I didn't realize it would go that long. But yeah. So, But hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Uh, thank you, Tim, for jumping on and, and giving us some comments and stuff. We love getting this interaction. It's pretty awesome. Uh, we definitely want to get more of that. Please go to anchorfm.com slash unbiasedfreedom. 
And you can send us a message. You can send a pre-recorded voice message to ask a question or leave a comment, whatever. We will play it during our next podcast and we will interact with you and answer or react to your comment, whatever that may be. That's right. And also, or if you just go to unbiasedfreedom.com, it'll also link you to the uh Anchor FM website. Yeah. Um, for now, we are working to try to develop a website. Um, that'll be in the future still. But for now, it will take you to that. And like Ian said, please send us some stuff. We would love to have it thrown into the podcast. Um, I think that would be another. Yeah, we get tired of hearing ourselves talk. We yeah. want to hear you guys talk exactly. every once and in a while. Again, if you want to be a guest and you have something you're passionate about, let us know. We'll get you on here any way we can. Um and, you know, we love to to hear from you guys and, you know, we're excited to see how this thing will continue to grow because um, we did finally surpass our 100 like mark goal. Um, next goal is going to be 150. At that point, we will do another giveaway. Uh, I'm thinking after 200, we'll probably do it every 100 likes um, just to break it up just a little bit. Um, but the goal is to get as big, you know, as possible. And That's what she uh, said. Ha ha. Good one. Thanks. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so just uh let us know, holler at us, you know, send us a message. We would all the stuff we already said. Yeah. Let's uh let's get it going, guys. All right. Well, everybody, we hope you guys had a good evening and uh thanks for hanging out with us. Yes, sir. You guys have a great week. <laughs>